Hey party people, this week's episode is all about tools for the graduate, things that you might need if you are recently graduating from high school or college. We hope that this week's episode will will provide you with some resources and tools as you are transitioning into post-grad life. We just want to take the time to acknowledge and say congratulations to the class of 2020. You finally did it. We are so excited for you to join us in post-grad life. If you like this episode, please feel free to send it to your fellow graduates. We are going to be talking all about what it's like to find a job during this time, or maybe how to navigate living at home when you unexpectedly had to move back home. So if you enjoyed it, please feel free to also go ahead and check out our episodes from season one when we were first entering into post-grad life ourselves. Hope you enjoy this episode. What's up, party people? It's Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. Did you ever think after college graduation that you're going to move into a beautiful apartment overlooking the Manhattan skyline? Maybe killing it in your dream job? Or hanging out with your best friends at a local coffee shop? Possibly engaged to your hunky beau and basically just living it up? Us too. Did you then realize all too quickly that that wasn't true? Us too. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day struggles and achievements of a post-grad life in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is the Mature Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. Um, today we are talking about tools for the graduate during COVID-19, aka the pandemic that we are all living in right now. Yeah. Um, we are, I well, just in general, we know what it's like to graduate college and kind of be in like a very confusing stage in your life, but we also recognize, acknowledge that this time is also super unique and more than ever a person graduating from college or trying to experience this time like tools and resources need to be shared and that's kind of what we want to do today Mm -hmm. because we already know and you guys know that this entire podcast is all about trying to help someone post-grad trying to become their best version of themselves through whether it's you know emotional intelligence mental health Um, And just like career wise, and that's all very confusing, especially during this time. Yeah, absolutely. And like we said, like we've kind of talked about some of these issues um, throughout our episodes, but specifically with like the pandemic going on, we thought it would be really helpful right now in this time to just acknowledge some other issues that we haven't really touched on that much um, and just give kind of new life to it. And considering that even though we're what a year and a half out of post-grad like we still go through a lot of these things right now um it doesn't just stop like you know six months after post-grad you're like okay cool like figured it out figured it out I'm good to go um these are things that are just like more daily life stuff that we constantly have to go through so yeah and we also just want to just again share this with you guys and let you guys know that we're here for you and to help you with anything that maybe we can speak on 
Um, I know that a lot of you guys may be listening and you're in different stages, stages of your life, whether maybe you are not living at home, maybe you have to live at home now, whether you do have a job, whether you don't have a job. Um, and I know that's just like a lot of big life questions that you're mm -hmm. trying to answer. And we just want to kind of maybe help like attack this issue and like yeah. in the middle of the confusion from like different angles so hopefully you guys listen to this and you guys maybe can walk away with something that might actually help you yeah absolutely so i would say number one thing that before you're even getting into the emotional physical mental career all of that is to one get to know who you are it sounds so stupid but like um, you can't like fully help yourself in those types of situations unless you know the type of person you are. So you don't know if you don't know, like, oh, I'm more of an extrovert. I'm more of an introvert. Like that's some of the, what I would say is like the most basic personality type. And if you're not sure which one you are, then it's going to be really hard to figure out how to self care and figure out what emotionally works for you. If you're like, oh, well, you know, I like to actually spend all my time inside and I like to not talk to as many people. And then someone says like, oh, you should self-care by like going and talking to a bunch of people and you need community and you need this, blah, blah, blah. You're going to feel really overwhelmed and probably have a freak out. Yep. yep. Case in point and simple. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I agree. I think, um, obviously personality tests, like for example, like Enneagram, Finder, Myers-Briggs, they don't obviously dictate your personality, mm -hmm. but I think it could be used as like a tool, as a resource to maybe have as a baseline to kind of be like, okay, let me take this test, let's see what it says, and then you can pick part your, your for yourself what is true or not true. And I think if you're somebody who has like literally no idea, like it doesn't hurt for you mm -hmm. to try to do it. Um, I know both of us, we've, we've taken all this test and we talk about Enneagram pretty often. Um, it's my personal favorite personality test just because I feel like it is the one thing that explains like really as a whole and it encompasses everything of like my personality. And obviously I'm not like, wow, that was such a three thing for me to do today. <laughs> but it also just in the very beginning, it really, really helped for me to see like, okay, what type of person I like. And that also then can translate to like maybe what you want to do as a career, right? So if you're like more extroverted, then maybe you would want to do where you're, a job where you're working with more people. And if you're introverted, you more, most likely will be doing a job where maybe you don't have to interact with as many people. So just using it as a baseline, I think really, really can help with that. Yeah, I also like while you're talking, um, even like having those questions being asked, sometimes like people don't really ask you like, oh, do you find yourself, you know, being like thinking about um, others more often or do you tend to like think about how you affect other people more often like asking those like very self-aware questions makes you more self-aware and makes you more aware of the type of person you are so I don't know that's just like we have an entire episode on how to become self-aware but sometimes you don't have those like people asking you those yeah. questions and sometimes it's helpful to have like a quiz which sounds kind of weird and a little uncomfortable but it gets you to that point yeah i agree okay so the first like kind of then the next or the first or next category we want to talk about is the like your emotional parts of yourself so we are all about just you know 
I think as a whole, as an adult, like the goal that we're trying to get towards is like to have like the peace between like your emotional state, your mental state, your spiritual state, your physical state, and like all these different parts of your life that encompasses you as a whole. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes certain like pieces of those things, if one kind of falls, then you kind of start to feel a effect of that Mm -hmm. and so we want to address kind of like emotional so how do we take care of ourselves emotionally during this time Mm -hmm. like for those who are moving at home we are pro people who live at home yes (laughs) we're we're pros at living at home market us um just put us on your walls um we know what it's like to live at home we know what it's like to you know um deal with just issues at home family life family life parents, parents siblings. dating trying to do that when you're living at home it's, it's a good time it's a good time and i think in all honesty it's a really good um space for you to actually figure yourself out because i think it really forces you to be like no this is not what i want or yes this is what i want mm-hmm. um and i know for some of you maybe you unexpectedly had to move home mm-hmm. um and just we want to acknowledge that that is really hard sometimes your plans yeah. just don't go the way that you want them to however we believe that it's really important when you move home to first identify like what is what feels negative when that happens and then what feels positive and then Mm -hmm. when that happens yeah definitely so trying to figure out because there's gonna be and this is just from two people who have lived the life of being at home for a while there are gonna be negative emotions there's gonna be a lot of resentment there's gonna be a lot of um controlling things one sometimes these things are very out of your control like I cannot control how much my job pays me and how much I'm able to live on my own and how much I'm able to pay for insurance and like do all those things on my own. Like sometimes that's just not in my control. And what is in my control is like being able to live at home and not have to pay for rent. That is like very like that's in my control. Like my parents and I have had a conversation about that. Um, And that there are like obviously positive benefits to that and I have figured out those like rooting things and I'm just like okay I'm just gonna save a crap ton and I've able and I have been able to do that I've been able to pay off a lot of my like loans and even I'm paying for grad school right now like I don't have to take out loans right now because I'm living at home However, there are a lot of negative emotions. You pay in other ways. So maybe you don't yeah. pay financially, but oh, maybe you pay in other ways. I pay in privacy. I pay in, um, and that's not just like privacy as like physical privacy. Like my home, my like room is my sanctuary, but like privacy in your own like emotions and what you're going through. Like I love my parents and they're, they, you know, they definitely allow me to have my independent life, but there are some things that I just like don't want to share. And I almost feel like I have to, because I'm living under the roof. Yeah. And that's just like something that doesn't get talked about where I know some parents who are just like, they don't care what their kids do. Like they live their best life. Yeah. My parents are not like that, like at all. They want to be very involved parents, which is, um, super great. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I feel like a lot of parents are kind of more like that. I feel like they, um they tend to like comment on what you're doing like why are you buying this Mm. like why are you going out so much like why Mm. why do you keep eating like it's like little stuff like that where like maybe they're not asking like so like um how are you doing today like you know yeah but they make little comments at you 
and it feels I think when you live at home and that gets compounded every day there can be a lot of resentment that builds up and so yeah and so I feel like it's really important for you to recognize like when that happens because it's then the next step is to then set boundaries which we're all about we're all about that here just saying love a good boundary um and just in general like when you identify negative and positive emotions it's good for you because then you can um figure out what what you need to do next to take care of yourself mm-hmm. right so for me for an example like i have found that like sometimes like if i talk to my family too often it actually brings me into a really negative mind space because um sometimes again they'll make comments at me or they'll talk about something let's talk about a part about my life that they don't really completely understand but they'll make comments about it and like give suggestions when that's not really what I want and it gets there has to like you end up having a lot of noise in your head and it's really hard to distinguish yourself from them and so for me like I've kind of found a really um hard but I feel like it's really important for me sometimes just like completely take a break from my family so that looks like um, in the morning, like I don't talk to my family at all. Like I get up and I do my thing and I just have very minimal conversations and like I literally do not speak to them until like in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I just need that morning to myself and it's the same at night. Like I come home, if I spend all day with them, I will come home and I will like be in my room and just like not talk to them. I don't want them to hear um I just don't want to hear what they have to say. Um, and not because it's disrespectful, but because I just can't have that noise in my head. And furthermore, I've had incidents with my parents well, where they'll make a comment about like money or like my career or whatever. And I have just like politely told them like, can you just please not talk about that with me? Because I, I don't want to hear it. And that, that in itself is just very empowering for me to kind of just stand up for myself in that way, especially living in an Asian American home where they're just like always chatting at you. Um, but also I think it helps build that relationship between me and my, my parents where I can provide a space between us to have those conversations. Yeah. I think that's so good. And it also acknowledges like, once you get to those moments, you're able to self-care in such a better way. Like being able to recognize those negative and positive emotions, being able to recognize like a boundary, even recognizing like your personality type, like you're when you get out of college, like, your self-care routine is going to change. Even if you didn't have a self-care routine, even if you had some, like, coping skills or whatever, they're all going to change the minute you get out of college because you're not going to be able to go to the amphitheater to have some quiet time. You're not going to be able to go to the run, like, go run at the track. You're not going to be able to, you know, just go to your friend's apartment and hang out for a couple hours and play video games. Like, those are not options anymore. And acknowledging that is step one. Yeah. Because this is, like, a very hard truth that, like, People tell you, they're like, oh, you're going to have to adjust. Like, no one tells you exactly what that adjustment looks like. Mm. One, because it looks different for everybody. But two, because it's, no one wants to admit it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, you know, I just, I love college so much. And I'm just going to kind of stay in this bubble. Like, pop the bubble. Welcome to the real world. This is what it looks like. Yeah. And it's really harsh. But I think, like, we, we talked about this before. And, like, I think the moment we both recognize it, like, we're not an undergrad anymore. Like, we need to just grow up. And, like, we need to actually address, like, okay, how can we live financially? How do we live emotionally? And, like, these really big, important questions. Like, once we started to chip at it little by little, it made things feel a lot easier Mm -hmm. and I know it sounds counterintuitive like oh my gosh I have to admit that I'm stepping to a new stage in my life but like 
it's it's almost that relief like yeah. you admit it and then everything just naturally not that it becomes easier nor does it become less scary but it becomes more easier for you to step forward and be like okay I can't do this because yeah. everyone else has figured it out I can do it too yeah. um we're not saying just address it all at once because no. we are again still figuring out little by little whether Absolutely. it's whether it's career whether it's relationship whether it's community um we still are figuring out just as every adult is yeah. so I feel like acknowledging you're not in college and you're stepping into a new stage of your life, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Very, very yes. exciting. It's scary, but ultimately, like, there's there's more excitement than fear. And once you acknowledge that as well, it makes you excited about what you're actually doing. Exactly. So this is, like, we're kind of stepping to, like, more mental. So, like, we kind of talked about emotional. Now we're kind of talking about, like, mental mindsets of, like, things that you can do to maybe help you kind of move along and um just step into that next stage of your life um the next thing I I think I've learned and I really really have like taken this to heart and I really love this is don't give yourself like a time frame or like a time constraint Mm. um I'm not saying do not have goals I think goals are great However, I think it's really important for all for you to also not to be like I need to literally buy a house by the time I'm 25 like girl you're like 22, like 23, like you, what? Like in two, three years, like it's really crazy. And a majority of people don't accomplish that in, at such a young age. If you can, that is great. Um, props to you. Tell, DM us, let us know how you did it. True. But mm-hmm. like, don't give yourself a time frame. Set goals, but don't be disappointed if things don't work out. And um, with that being said, like, I think it's also important to like give yourself a a reasonable amount of time to mm-hmm. do things that um, you want to do. And if it doesn't happen in the time that you want, then just give yourself so much grace. And that's like, honestly, the biggest advice, like, like we've always say on this podcast is like, give yourself so much grace and be kind to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like kind of going off of that, if like you're, if you do set like a six month goal or whatever, and you don't get it done, but like your friend does, don't compare yourself. Yes. Because everybody's doing their own thing. Everybody's living their own life. They're all on their journey. They all have their own insecurities. They all have their own failures that they feel like they've done. And that's been my biggest issue is because even from literally our first episode, we talked about what we thought our lives were going to look like. And I got straight up bamboozled because if y'all remember, like I thought I was going to literally be living in a house in Georgia with my future husband getting my master's. Like, I am not doing that (laughs) and I had to really come to this conclusion that like I for my entire life had been comparing myself to others and how much they were accomplishing how much they were in a relationship how long they'd been in a relationship what I wanted out of life and so much is that so much has changed since then and my career goals have changed my physical appearance has changed like my uh, mental health has changed my emotional health has changed And all that kind of came to a boil when I was in post-grad because it was like, oh, this person has their dream job already. And like, I literally still had to get a master's degree. And I was like, why don't I have it already? Like, I had just gotten out of post-grad people and I'm sitting there like, why don't I have my master's? Why didn't I finish earlier? Like, do you know how stupid that sounds to be like, 
to not actually give yourself enough time to get the degree <laughs> that you need. Like, I just want that to settle in to explain, like, how crazy I am. Yeah. Or was, I should say. And the thing is, is, like, that mentality is not, like, abnormal. Like, it's no. a, Like, everybody, I feel like, has a certain expectation for what life is going to look like. And... It is okay that your life does not look the way you want it to look right now. It's yes. not supposed to. Like, you can love your life. That's not what I'm trying to say. You can mm-hmm. absolutely love your life the way it is right now and still not be where you want to be. And that's okay because, again, we're so young. Like, just to put into perspective, you know Ellen. Ellen DeGeneres, because it's the Ellen show. You know she's almost 60 now? She didn't even get her show until she was, like, 45. Yeah. 45! okay people like she t- and she I've like listened to like I've watched her interviews of her talking about her career and like she literally in her 20s she was like basically like poor she was broke she was like trying to do comedy and like all throughout her 30s too she was just trying to pursue her dream and it wasn't until she got her big break and then she did Finding Dory or sorry Nemo and she was like the voice of Dory and yes like that was maybe an accumulation of like little things that she did but like her life did not look the way that it does now and the person that we know now is you know yeah and I think like one of the biggest reasons that I realized like I'm okay where I'm at is realizing the people that I'm in my grad program with they're all like I'm probably the youngest person in my program And, like, everybody else is either, like, a couple years older than me or, like, 10 years older than me. And they're looking at me being, like, oh, my gosh, like, I wish I would have, like, just gone to school right after you. Or, like, I, you know, all these different things. And I just realized, like, no one is necessarily, like, ecstatic about where they're at in life. So, like, why not be a little different in that? And why not, like, it was me recognizing, like oh, I thought I was behind. And not saying that they're behind either. They just took a different path and that's totally okay. And that's where I'm at in life is I'm like, I took a different path. Yeah. Cool. It's my path. I get to love it how it is. Yeah. So. Yeah, I read this quote, which I feel like has been, I've been like thinking about a lot lately. Of like, if you look at your path in life and it's clear, you're on the wrong path. I forgot who uh, who the quote is from, but it's, like, from a writer or whatever, and he said, like, that's what they said. Like, if your path is literally clear right in front of you, it's not your path. Like, you're... <laughs> I don't even know how to digest that. Like, it's... Yeah, and I feel like that brought me a lot of comfort of knowing that, like, it's okay to not know what the next step is. Like, all you need to do... Like, all you, all you have to do is just take the next step. It doesn't, like... Especially at our age. I'm not saying, like, your, your life is always gonna have like surprises this pandemic was a surprise like we had such big plans for this year on the podcast Mm -hmm. um I like I had a really ambitious goal to record 40 episodes this this year that means 20 episodes a season we're gonna have two seasons with a three-ish month break in between so we can plan for the next season Mm -hmm. and obviously that's probably not gonna work out we had plans to do a live event and that got canceled and you know and it's it's sad like I'm not saying that you shouldn't mourn dreams and plans that you had and it doesn't go your way but I I think it's just really important to recognize that where you are right now it's okay yeah and you don't need to be hard on yourself no so then then the next part of that which we talked about in our episode for the to compare to not compare is all about social media like that is something I want to address and talk about because 
Um, first off, it's really easy, especially during this time, just to like scroll through TikTok for like four hours. No. <laughs> so I'm um, not saying I have done no, that. Same. Same. I have never, never done that. I did never have I ever. <laughs> never have I ever sat on TikTok and literally lost track of time. It's fine. It's fine. Um, or just like if it's not TikTok, then like for sure Instagram, like one or the other, or both, or, or at Facebook, yeah, just all three. So Snapchatting. Yeah, like it's so easy to be on different social media platforms and be super overwhelmed with not just only information being thrown at you, but also other people sharing their highlights. And um I feel like I have we've talked about this and I feel like I'm really at a place in my life where my social ple- social media social media platforms like feed feed me really good information they feed me um really inspiring and encouraging things that um I really like to see uh, one of the biggest things for me was um I one unfollow anyone that I have any like negative emotional response to um Age guys social media is not real like it's okay <laughs> that you unfollow someone from high school that you haven't spoke spoken to in the past seven years yes like, oh it's my god fine. Yes. like really don't worry about it they're not they're not throw back to it. middle school even college even if you like barely knew them in college and you're just like wow i'm not really feeling it unfollow them unfollow them like sorry don't remorse um i also um the biggest thing for me was unfollowing then the next was to add add certain influencers that I really believed what they were saying and I love their message right like I think the biggest thing for women is that we see so many of these influencers who are like they quote unquote like like have this like society's checklist of like Mm. how they look of like they might have like blonde hair and they're tall and they have big butts and like skinny waists and big boobs and like whatever right which is again not shaming them that's that's their deal but like a majority of us may not look like that and so it can cause a negative emotions for us to look at stuff like that and so for me like I'm very petite and I'm a little bit chunkier for my size and that's okay because that's my jeans but I thought it was really important and I love fashion so I really felt it was really important for me to find social media influencers that reflect me and what I like so like it was really cool for me when I found um social media accounts that like with girls that looked like me and they were just as cute they wore freaking cute clothes and on top of that they weren't even in America they were like (laughs) they're like social media influencers from like UK which is super cool so that's like another way that I feel like um not just taking away and unfollowing people who I don't like but adding people to my feed that I do like and that's Mm -hmm. been really really helpful where I go on my feed now I see girls who like you know I'll talk about body positivity and they talk about finding clothes that fit you well in a very um not surface level way in a very healthy way and that has changed everything yeah yeah absolutely yeah I feel like I don't even have that much to like say on that other than just like, yep, yeah, pretty much the like, that's very much the same thing that I do as I, I went through, I think this is actually when we did our podcast, I like went through certain influencers that I had and I was just like, their media just makes me feel really crappy about my situation and like what I'm living with. And that's not to shame their lifestyle at all. It's just it's my feed and it's the content I'm consuming and I need to be aware of what I'm doing and how that affects me. And that was, yeah. that was pretty much it. It was very simple. 
um it was kind of hard at first because I was just like oh like I'm missing about their lives or something even if it was like friends that I had um but I'm like it's not worth it you can meet you can meet people if that helps yeah yeah that's true (laughs) I meet people sometimes on Facebook but yeah it's it's really I okay so as someone who works social media what you stalk is what you will see so if you're stalking Kendall Jenner okay Okay, if you stop Kendall Jenner, you will then only see, you will see everyone that Kendall Jenner, like, um, like all the people that are similar to her, they will show up on your feed and your explore page. I'm talking about Instagram here. So just to keep that in mind. So what you see, what you stock is what then will show up to you. So if you feed yourself and you show yourself good accounts that are about positive things that you enjoy, and maybe it's not about by positivity maybe it's about cooking i love cooking so i have a lot of food on my account so then it will naturally the algorithm will work with you and it will feed you other um platforms and accounts that that you might also like it's the same for tiktok that's why when you when you like one thing then you'll see multiple other um similar videos it's because the algorithm just works with whatever you stock and whatever you like okay so interesting just keep that in mind yeah i had a I'll talk about that later. <laughs> like, so, never mind. Um, so just keep that in mind. And if you actually, this is like always a funny thing. Like if you ever want to know like what your friend or boyfriend or girlfriend is stalking, you can just look at their explore page. So just saying, just, you know, giving some tips out here. It's fun. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so the next part is obviously physical. So taking care of your body. Oh, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is actually a really big thing. So um, exercising is a very big part of my daily routine. Well, it was. Um, I was an athlete like all throughout my childhood, all throughout high school. And then when I got into college, I just like didn't really work out that much because I had worked out for so long. Like literally when I was in high school, every day I would pretty much have a like 45 minute like weight training class for like with basketball and then I would have like a two-hour practice and I was working out like that every single day like and then I would either have games or I would have like extra practices like I just had a ridiculous and I truly do mean this like I just don't understand how I did that when I was that young um because honestly like going on a run now I'm just like oh my god I'm gonna die but the biggest thing that I have to say about just like body image and um, exercising or even like eating healthy, nourishing your body, all that is like your body is not meant to look like you were 16 forever. Yeah. Like that is such a big mentality that takes a long time to actually like acknowledge because especially for someone like me where that has been so ingrained in me is like people telling me like, oh, you're so skinny. Oh, you do this like blah, blah, blah. Like I took that in. And I was just like, okay, so this is just how I'm supposed to look. Um, And when I didn't end up looking like that forever, shocking. Because your body changes. Because your body changes and you don't look like you're 16 forever. Weird. Um, I freaked out. And so it was hard for me to even adjust to that um, in college. And then in college, I still like, I worked out. I got like a gym membership. I was like, okay, I love working out. But then after I got back from college, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so tired, like, I don't, I have to work all the time, like, I don't have time for this anymore, 
Um, and then I got back into it. And so it just comes in waves. And yeah. especially during this pandemic, like, everyone has this expectation that, like, you're at home. So, obviously, like, you have nothing else to do but work out. Not true. Not true at all. Like, most of us still have jobs that we have to do. Most of us still have, like, personal issues that we're dealing with. And going back to the mental health thing, it's, like, there's people that who do have mental health disorders and who do have depression. And, like, adding that on top of it and expecting an outcome that's unrealistic is obnoxious. And, like, I... I, like, have this worry that people are gonna, like, judge other people for, like, not, for, like, gaining a few pounds. Yeah. Like, coming out of quarantine and being, like, dude, you had, like, all, you had, like, nine months to get fit. What were you doing? It's, like, laying in my bed because I'm depressed about a pandemic. Yeah. Like, that's okay, too. Um, on the other side of that, however, um, it is really important to eat healthy like I feel like that's such a contradicting thing to say and I totally understand that um but when we say like eating healthy that doesn't mean like you need to be on a diet and you you have to eat clean everything organic yes that's not at all what we're saying like exercising does not mean you have to be like working out getting toned getting fit like exercising could be like taking a walk yeah getting some sun if that is accessible to you yeah I don't know if yeah that's part of the world that's very true (laughs) but like even just nourishing your body with saying like okay like I want to eat a salad today but tonight I want to have like an entire pint of ice cream like live your best life yeah I think just like nourishing your body so like there's that comes with like balance right like you can't completely just like cut off your favorite bag of chips like that's I do not recommend that. Like, no, I love snacking. I snack every single day. (laughs) But I also, it's, like, important to find that balance for yourself. And I know that's, like, a journey. But I think especially during this time, like, it's important for you to move your body. And, again, we're not saying, like, go do some, like, CrossFit workout video. Like, dude, just take a stroll. Yeah. Go scooter around. That's what I do. (laughs) You know what I saw recently that came up on one of my, like, going back to social media came up on my feed because this is the type of content that I want is I like, I genuinely loved going to the gym and I like doing like really cool workouts or whatever, but that's not an option right now. But I also love Zumba and I didn't always go, but I thought it was so fun when I did. And actually at work, I sometimes get to do Zumba but I found this, like, 20-minute Disney hip-hop tutorial. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, like, so excited to try it out because it's, like, all of your favorite music and you just get to basically dance, dance the whole yes. time. Which, if you don't know me, I do that regularly. So, like... This is a little bit more organized. Yeah, this is like- just organized <laughs> free time. So, I'm actually, like, I think I'm going to try that out this week so I'm actually kind of excited but it's fun I've done videos like they're not exactly that video, but I've yeah. done videos like that and it's so fun it's basically just playing just dance yes yeah. and you get a it is so much work anybody who said like dance or cheerleading isn't like a sport or whatever I'm like define a sport honestly like I worked my butt off so I'm sweating <laughs> all of we're all to say move your body we're not telling you to like go get ripped and get six packs we're just if you want to if you want to that's great yeah again but just move your body and like everyone just 30 minutes that's like recommended 30 minutes just go outside take a walk and um just eat eat food that nourishes your body so that meets mine and your physical body right so if eating a pint of ice cream makes you happy by all means if it genuinely makes you happy 
the pineapple yeah. screen. Just make sure you're being intuitive about it. Yes. Okay, so the next part, which is obviously the maybe the thing that maybe you're looking for to do most in this conversation of like career wise. So a little background just to let y'all know, I was a I helped create a professional development program um for sex traffic victims when I was in college. And so what that really just means is that we built a program that a woman can use to help them um, develop professionally. So AKA building an email, like an email that works and is professional, teaching them how to write an email, teaching them how to prepare for an interview, teaching them how to uh, write resume that fits for their job. And so for me, like, because I, I was a business major and I also now freelance, um, work, um, I wanted to just maybe provide a couple of resources and tips for those who are looking for, like, for a new job, especially during this time. So first and foremost, I would just like for those who just graduated college, go to your college and see if their career centers offers alumni resources. I know a lot of colleges do. Our, our alumni school does. So technically, even if we're like five years online, we can actually technically go back to our school and email them and be like, hey, can you take a look at our resume? They will help you because you went to school there and you paid a lot of money to go there. What? Yes. I didn't know that. This is a thing. This is a resource that That's you so can... cool. Yeah. And so with that, then they can, um, again, just check with your school, but I'm pretty sure law schools will allow you to do that where um, they'll check your resume. They can help proofread your cover letter. And most importantly, they will have a network of like career, like job listings where only like your school, they're looking for people who specifically go to your school. So for example, if you go to USC, there's most likely a job like job listing place where um, employers are only looking for um, like looking for employees, potential employees from your school. So I would highly recommend for you to go check back for your college to see what resources they have for you as an alumni and to definitely take advantage of that. Um, because I know that with a lot of people, I don't know where your school, how much your school has taught you, but writing cover letters, writing resumes, networking is literally another job and skill in itself. And I know that a lot of people may not have we're not taught that. And so I'd really recommend for you to check back with your college just to help you with that. And it should be free because you're already you're paid for your school, just saying. <laughs> um, yes. So there's that. And then outside of your school jobs network, you can also network other ways online, whether through um, LinkedIn. Um, I personally love to network through Girlboss. I don't know if you guys know this, but Girlboss in general is their own like company and they have a bunch of media that not only provides you um, men and women professional development resources, but just in general, they have their own platform for women to come on across all industries, across all ages, across all types of jobs and whatever, an interest where you can connect with other women who have a passion for empowering other women. So just taking like like taking it outside just your school and like what you know, like especially now it's really important for you to connect with people online. Um, that's definitely a way to do it. Another way is DMing people on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn, um, but specifically social media. Um, I don't know if you guys are thinking about maybe doing freelance or maybe there's a skill or something you like love, like a DIY craft that you can do, whatnot. 
whatever like skill that you have if you're looking to work with like a particular company or um just like you just want to network and meet new people through that way professionally dming people actually works i work with a, a real estate agent and literally there was this guy a photographer who like dm'd her like five times and then she actually ended up hiring him so like it does work and like by then it's up to you to actually deliver on what you say you can deliver on but like i'm saying that it i've seen it i've seen it happen where if you dm people and you use the professional language and you're not just being like hey give me a job but you're like genuinely telling people hey i can provide some value to you if you give me a chance i would love to connect with you um i can work with you and for you um just feel free to like message me back like it does work if you're persistent and consistent and also just dming the correct people who are in charge and who you're trying to connect with so these are like just a couple of tips and tricks for those who are trying to expand a network and they have no idea how to do that i completely understand that obviously this time um, job hunting looks so different. Um, people are doing online interviews. People may not, they're even starting jobs without even going to the office. Like you're not even physically meeting people when you start your job. Um, all of that is, can be found through resources online. Um, but those are just a couple of things that I wanted to share. Um, if you're thinking about freelancing, um, maybe thinking, if you're trying to like try to make money on the side um just for now like i know uber like like is it uber no, uber eats sorry uber eats um grab hub all those places that may need like you know they're hiring people um just to remind you that like you can apply for those jobs and just work for those jobs part-time i know employers completely understand that in the middle of pandemic like you might be picking up a job that you never thought you would um and honestly like you trying speaks volumes than not trying at all so just know that there is a job for you out there it just may not look like the job that you thought that you're going to be doing so um another way also on top of like doing side hustles is like if you're thinking uh, sorry, I'm trying to go back to my point making the freelancing is that maybe there is a way for you to like take a skill or a hobby and like make side money off of that. So, for example, if you're really good at like designing stuff, then maybe you can like sell like free templates online or like create um, like customized art designs for somebody during this time. Um, if you are really good with photography or videography, like that's a skill that you can definitely sell online too and through other people like just networking. Um, if you do like DIY crafts, like if you are creating like, if you love pottery, like you can, if you can sell that, if you like, um, crocheting or literally anything you can try to figure out a way to make money off of it it will take time but it might be a good time for you if you're thinking about it and always kind of wonder what would happen this is a great time for you to explore that because um this is a time for you to try things with a lot of just to take the risk and figure out where it takes you so those are just a couple things that i um I used to like find new jobs, like the job I have right now, I found it through my college network. Um, and I continue to go back to check that all the time too. So, wow. Yeah. Those are all great tips and tricks. I didn't know about like half of them. So, I mean, I understand that like I've been very blessed and like having a job for very, like a very consistent job and been able to work my way through the company and um, know that like I have 
a job to look hopefully look forward to um just because I'm in grad school right now but honestly like I can guarantee that these are some things that I'll be like looking at because who knows yeah who you knows? never know what's gonna happen you never know what's gonna happen and again most importantly this entire episode is just to remind you to seriously during this time to be so kind to yourself and give yourself so much grace because you are evolving every single day and it just takes time like Mm -hmm. it'll take time and I know this time is like really scary um but it's important for you to get up and try every day yes very true um, if you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out some of our other episodes that go into a little bit more detail about some of these topics. Um, if you enjoyed it, also leave us a review um, and also share to some of your friends who are going through post-grad right now. Um, it could be kind of helpful for them just to know that they're not alone in the way that they're feeling and dealing with everything that's going on because it's a lot um you guys can also follow us on our instagram at the mature podcast and we will see you guys in the next episode bye bye